0: You're listening to The Loyalty Minute, the show that helps you build better customer loyalty and more valuable user engagement with your host, Rob Gallo.
1: Welcome, loyal listeners, to another episode of The Loyalty Minute. I'm your host, Rob Gallo, and today I'm very eager and excited to chat with Adam Fox. Adam is the Director of Digital Experience at Qdoba Mexican Eats. Welcome to the show, Adam. Thanks for joining me. Hey, Rob. Uh, great to be here. Great. So why don't you tell the listeners first about Adam Fox and then a little bit
0: about Qdoba? Sure thing. So as you mentioned, I'm the director of digital experience at Qdoba Mexican Eats. We're a fast casual Mexican restaurant brand. We've got more than 700 locations across the United States and Canada. And we specialize in create, create your own burritos, bowls, salads and quesadillas. And we're known for our hand smashed guac and three cheese queso, which are free on all entrees. I've been with the brand for almost two years now, and before that held a number of roles in paid media, loyalty, marketing communications, and marketing technology, primarily in the retail sector. Worked at a regional department store chain called Mervin's, uh, which went out of business in the 2008 recession, and then spent about eight years working at Petco.
1: Nice, okay. Cool. And you're in San Diego, you said, yeah?
0: Yep. Beautiful San always, Diego.
1: Always been in San Diego?
0: Always been in California. Moved to San Diego about 10 years ago to, to join the, the PECO role, but Bay Area before that. Uh, grew up in the L.A. area. So I spent most of my time uh, up and down California.
1: Excellent. All right. So we're going to dive into the loyalty stuff. Uh, Obviously that's what the listeners are here for the loyalty minute, hence the name. Uh, The first question that I'm going to ask is what does loyalty mean to you, Adam Fox as a consumer and some of the brands you might be loyal to that you can share with us in, in some sort of story and anecdote.
0: Absolutely. So as a, as a consumer, what loyalty means to me is number one, are you a brand that I gravitate towards without shopping around? are you a brand that I'm willing to pay a higher price for? And are you a brand that's created a higher level of trust with your consumers? So I'll give you one example for me is Trader Joe's. I have a relationship with their crew members. I go in around the same time every week, tend to see the same folks there. They know me, if, if not by name, but they, they recognize me. We're able to I uh, yeah, share anecdotes about, um, you know, about things that have, have come up in, in conversation so that the crew knows me. I find them in the COVID environment to be especially safe and sanitary. I am a very high level of trust when I go in there that they are taking the right steps to take care of me and, frankly, to take care of their employees and provide a, a safe and sanitary environment for everybody. Then they also take care of the, the little things. So for me, having, having younger children, I've always appreciated small touches like there being a, a stuffed animal that they hide in a different place in the store every week that my kids could find for a prize. And just makes things a lot easier when I grocery shop. So when I think about a brand that speaks to me, that understands me, Trader Joe's is at or near the top of the list.
1: Wow, that's, that's great. Now, do they do anything, Adam, that's off- brand, not off-brand, but offline, meaning outside of your experience of walking in there, do they have any touch points outside of your physical interaction?
0: So they have the Fearless Flyer, which is their their newsletter that you can, can pick up and, and also receive in the mail. But one of the things that, that separates Trader Joe's to me is they, they do it without a formal loyalty program. And outside of radio and their flyer, not a ton of, of advertising. So very much I look at them as a brand that has, has developed a high degree of loyalty and done it organically.
1: Huh. OK. I have one right around the corner here in West Palm Beach. I'm actually in, out in Wellington. and I've, I, I've driven by it a hundred times. I've never stopped in there. They never had them in the Northeast, at least from where I was at. And I went into big grocery store, supermarket, super chains. Uh, and that was the commonality, and it was just convenience, I guess, for locale. But I, I have to give it a shot now. You've me yeah, you on at least giving it a shot.
0: I would, I would say when I started shopping there, I would, I would fill in with a handful of, of items that you just couldn't find at, at one of the larger supermarket chains, and today that relationship has flipped. I am at Trader Joe's first, and I will fill in at some of the larger chains. So they've, they've done a great job in my book.
1: Good stuff. Okay, so let me ask you then from a business standpoint, you do digital experience. What does that mean and how does that relate to loyalty for Qdoba?
0: So in today's environment where so much of the customer experience happens outside of the four walls of, in our case, the restaurant, Digital experience means, are we leveraging technology and are we helping the customer leverage their technology to provide an experience that is easy and frictionless for them? And so when I, when I think about digital, that in, in my role today includes, uh, is, is our website easy to navigate and are we able to get guests to place their order in as few quicks as, as possible? From a mobile app standpoint, same question. Are they able to shop our mobile app and, uh, and transact quickly? If that guest is in the restaurant, are they a- easily able to access their, their card and scan that in the restaurant? And then are we using the data that we derive from the digital experience to make sure that we are providing offers and messages and experiences that are relevant to an individual guest? In the loyalty space, we, uh, you know, we, we have a relationship with our guests where we give, them, we give them offers and we give them discounts in exchange for their data. And customers are willing to provide us that data so long as, number one, we're good stewards of that data. And number two, we are using that data to provide experiences and offers that are relevant to them. And so that's something that we are thinking about at Qdoba every day.
1: So let me ask you this: With regard to that, do you say gamify the the earning experience to then have them uh, earn more, to then burn off more and more rewards in the loyalty program?
0: We do. So our program has um, has has multiple tiers, where based on the number of visits you make in the Qdoba, you faster. You get access to more perks. We'll do occasional mystery offers to our uh, to our, our top tier, most loyal guests. And so, um, yeah, that that program does have a gamification aspect to it, where we'll see on social media, guests will post on Instagram or, or Twitter that they've just achieved top tier status. And uh and and that it's you know, it's the you know, the best day of my life, my crowning experience was achieving top-tier status at Qdoba. So definitely we see it as an as an opportunity to engage with and, and drive the behavior we want from our best guests.
1: And I'm sure you have business intelligence behind the scenes that's analyzing the data to verify that the people who you are potentially spending more time, energy, and effort in cultivating to become evangelists for the brand have a higher lifetime value than the other ones. So it's, it's offsetting or actually, you know, the rewards that you're giving out might be more expensive to you, but it's worth it because they're generating more revenue for the company. Exactly. Yeah. 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 That's great stuff. So, uh, you know, a, a lot of companies really, I think, missed the boat in that. And, um, you know, my background is in the casino industry and that's really where in my estimation, uh, the, Casino industry was probably the best testing ground for that tiered system. We were doing it digitally in 98 when we started in the online casino business. But in the land-based casino business, Caesars probably did the best job with it with their total rewards program of setting different levels. I mean, M Life does a great job as well. But mm-hmm. the point is, is that people sort of get that feel. Like you say, I'm, I'm a, now a, a top-tier person, and you have that status of flashing – in the casino world it's a black card when you get in there it kind of gives you that Mm -hmm. you know you're on separate lines and you're getting now everyone also knows that you're generating the most amount of revenue for that that company but nonetheless I think it it all comes back to rewarding your most loyal customers and getting them to speak about your brand or be the representative or ambassador for your brand is uh, super helpful
0: yes and and realizing that It is not just the customer spend that makes them loyal, although that's certainly something that we look at and we're able to quantify through the analytics that we have available to us, but those also tend to be the people who are going to tell their friends about you, who are going to post on Twitter and Instagram uh, about uh, about what they ate in your restaurant, about the fact that they prefer our brand to our larger, more well-known competitor. And so there's, there's that value in knowing that your most loyal customers are not just the ones who are transactionally loyal to you, but uh, are also helping to drive positive sentiment about the Kidoba brand.
1: Yeah. And, and you obviously on the digital front, you see that firsthand and that's, you know, what you can also reward people for, for doing those types of things that are going to spread your your brand's message. So again, I think these are great takeaways for the listeners that are thinking about how they could uh, revamp or improve their loyalty program. So can you think of a success or a failure in the uh, customer loyalty enhancement strategy that our listeners would find helpful, even if it was a bad experience, something you tried and it didn't work, that you learned from?
0: I would say for us, it was that digital experience and the ease or lack thereof at which you could transact online. And I will say that um, when I joined Qdoba, the website and app experience was, was not where it needed to be. It was too difficult to order online. It was very complex to redeem rewards. And so we relaunched our website and mobile app back in January. Uh, We did that based off of a lot of guest feedback that we had, and that was everything from feedback that we got through our guest relations team to listening to our franchisees and our corporate uh, restaurant operators, general managers, district managers, um, app store ratings to understand, hey, what were the challenges that guests were experiencing and how could we make it easier for them to transact with us? And so we focused for the better part of a year on how are we going to solve those pain points, focusing primarily on the things that were most critical for us, which is using your rewards in restaurant, using your rewards online, and being able to easily place an order with as, as few clicks as possible and be able to customize that order. As a result we've seen an increase in our member acquisition uh, since we launched that program in January and a huge increase in online ordering uh, even pre covid we we had an increase in online ordering, and that obviously just spiked tremendously with uh, everything that that happened that was pandemic related beginning in march
1: yeah, so your numbers of overall membership you've seen an increase when you made the digital improvements to streamline the process.
0: Yeah, overall membership has grown. Uh, spend has grown. The uh, percent of non-loyalty checks that we're able to convert into the program has, has grown. Uh, and we're seeing increased visit frequency from the members that, that we have been acquiring. So it's been very successful on a number of fronts for us.
1: Do you uh, publicize how many members you have in the program?
0: we don't uh, it, it's something we, we keep That's fairly fine. close to the vest, but I uh, can definitely say that it's uh, it's growing
1: uh, understood no 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 yep. I'm, I'm just looking at comparison because I know some of our listeners may be small to medium sized businesses that say, yeah, my loyalty program is good, but I don't have the time to really sit and focus on it um, and the question is should they right does it provide the the kind of value for you as an operator to take the effort in building a loyalty program, managing the process. You guys do it all in-house, I'm assuming.
0: We do it in-house with, uh, we've, we've got a technology provider that uh, that does the, the back-end program for us, and they've got some data and insights resources that we help leverage along with our team. But we've got a, a strong partner that, uh, that, that helps us along the way.
1: Good stuff. So have you ever considered, so now if you look at, on the macro side uh, the casino not the casino well yeah the casino space the airline space the hotel space the fuel space they've started not just started but over the last uh, decade have been perfecting the buy from everywhere and burn with me approach so like with my southwest rewards in addition to just flying on, on the airline and getting rapid rewards now i could shop at walmart kmart home depot best buy earn rewards that are getting me miles exclusively in in Southwest. American Airlines has the same program. Hilton has the same sort of thing. Have you guys ever considered something like that, Adam?
0: So, something we've considered, uh, I, w- I would say there's, um, there's some holes in our geographic map where we're not available, even though we are uh, across the country. Some key markets nationwide that uh, that make that a little bit challenging with our our footprint, but we have looked at opportunities to potentially co-brand with other uh, other companies and and find some rewards benefits that uh, might be mutually beneficial uh, for our members and theirs.
1: Well, no, I, uh, let me rephrase, F- meaning one directional. So in other words, it's not like I fly on Southwest and then I can use those points at Walmart or Kmart. I'm talking about just specifically an online mall that is branded for Southwest, right? So I yeah. can shop at Walmart, Kmart, Home Depot online, strictly online, right. and then every, all the points that I earn there then go into my frequent flyer miles with rapid rewards and I, I earn more frequent mm-hmm. yeah. fire miles as a result. So yeah, it would I would be, say,
0: yeah.
1: You know, someone oh, would, would shop at Walmart, a or Kmart, a or Home Depot, and then they would earn Qdoba bucks.
0: Yeah, I, we're, we're focused right now on driving the core elements of our program, which is leveraging the data we have to drive acquisition and drive increased frequency into Qdoba. So for us, that's, uh, that, that's not, not tops on our radar at the moment.
1: Mm, gotcha. Okay, so let me ask you this then: In an ideal world, what would the customer loyalty look like in the future? Now I know we're digital, and we, we've gone through the progress. You've been in the business for a long time, and loyalty started with a card: buy ten, get one free, and then it was a digital swipe card, or just a you know a scan swipe card, and now it's all digital. What do you see in the future, Adam, for loyalty that would be a Great shot in the arm. It doesn't have to be specifically for your Qdoba, but you know, if you had your crystal ball, what does it look like?
0: So I think about that through the lens of working in an organization that and in a role that is digitally enabled, but for brands that also have a physical presence. And so for me, what I look at as the future of digital is the marriage of that data-driven experience that we can provide through our business intelligence, through a website and a, and a front end on, on our mobile app, but combining that with the human touch. And so what that looks like potentially in the restaurant industry, where we are competing with third-party providers like DoorDash and Uber Eats, which is now merged with, with Postmates, for us, we see an opportunity in how can we combine the data we have with the very human experience Of being in our restaurants and so one thing that might look like is can we learn that a guest who just walked in the door maybe didn't have a great experience last time they were in because we're able to know that they they posted a a negative review on yelp or they reached out to our guest relations team and can that queue our restaurants to make sure that we're going above and beyond for that customer and providing them a little extra so when i think about the the future Digital is certainly a huge component and uh, and the biggest enabler of it. But for me and the brands that I've worked in, it is the marriage of digital and, and human that's going to help us to compete against the likes of competitors who are digital only.
1: Hmm. So that that reminds me, I have a, a buddy of mine who's working on a project. It's under wraps at the moment, but it's um, through beacon beacon technology. Mm-hmm walking into the establishment right. and it recognizing who you are from your device. It's, mm-hmm. it's interesting stuff. Yeah. It, it sort of gets creepy. It's like retargeting messages, but in real life, <laughs> you
0: know? Right. You know? And, and, and you've got to make sure that you're permission based with that because again, as, as I mentioned earlier, when you're dealing with loyalty programs, customers are providing you their information and one of the responsibilities that we have is to make sure that we're using that information uh, responsibly. And and so, uh, yes, certainly seeing beacons and notifications on your phone that are following you around that you're not opted into is, is an example of something that, while certainly intended to drive the revenue you want, may have some unintended consequences. And so I, I find that space to be uh, very interesting and continually – evolving and, uh, and definitely an area that that's going to get some attention in the months and years ahead.
1: For sure. All right, Adam. So what sort of actionable advice could you share with our listeners that they can implement right now in their businesses that would help them attract and retain more customers?
0: So I would say focus on the most important drivers of your business. What is it that gets someone to come in? In my business, it is, number one, the, the quality of our food. And are we delivering on a menu of mem- memorable flavors? It's customer service. So hospitality is a pillar of our, of our culture. And customers who dine with us, whether they dine in the restaurants or whether they take out or get delivery, they're our guests. And so are we greeting them? Are we thanking them? Are we, are we making them feel welcome? And then the third thing on our space is cleanliness and sanitation, especially now, and just making sure that we're always laser, laser focused on providing an environment that is safe and clean, and where guests have a high level of confidence in the, the quality of their food. So I would say figure out what the important drivers of your business are, and then test iterate, rate and improve every day. Uh, you can launch a program and, and spend months and, and years launching a program, but uh the thing that is going to drive the most benefit is working on on something new. And it might be a it might be a welcome series to try and onboard new customers. It might be a campaign to drive incremental visitation from customers who are coming in infrequently. Uh, test. Look at results and continuously improve, and that is the number one way to, to drive drive ongoing success. Um, there's no silver bullet, and a lot of what drives success in the loyalty space is around, um, is around process and around a culture of continuous improvement.
1: Couldn't have said it better myself, Adam. That's brilliant stuff. All right. So – um, we're probably at the end of our, uh, our our chat here. I know we could talk about loyalty forever, but I know the attention span of our listeners is uh, probably at its max right now. People are busy in their lives doing stuff. So, but if listeners want to get a hold of you, Adam, uh, for more information, what's the best way they could do that?
0: Find me on LinkedIn, Adam Fox, and I'm with Qdoba in San Diego.
1: That's the way to do it because if you just look up Adam Fox, I'm sure there's thirty of them, or fifty of them, or a hundred of them.
0: There's, yeah, there is. Uh, there's a good number.
1: Great well I want to thank you for taking your time sharing your insights and your knowledge with our uh, listeners Uh, I also want to thank our listeners for being loyal listeners investing some of their valuable time with us If you feel you've uh, received value from the show we would definitely appreciate a five-star review on your favorite podcast streaming service If you know someone who also might value listening to the show please do share that's how we grow To reference this and other Loyalty Minute episodes, please visit theloyaltyminute.com. Enjoy. Thanks again, Adam. Thanks, Rob. Great talking with you. You too.
0: Thanks for listening. Be sure to tune in tomorrow for your next edition of the Loyalty Minute.